It's the last stand. And here is your host, Brian Custer. That's right. It is the last stand. We bring you the biggest names in sports and entertainment in the sport of boxing. Our guest today, one of the biggest names. In fact, at 168 pounds, one of the best fighters in that division. He is the IBF super middleweight champion of the world. He's known as Sweet Hands. Caleb Plant, back on the last stand. What's going on? How are you, my guy? I'm going good. How's it going? Well, let me tell you something. You're going to have one of the biggest fights of the year against Canelo Alvarez, who many consider pound for pound best fighter in the world. If that's the case, Caleb Plant beats him. What does that make Caleb Plant? A new face of boxing. How confident is Caleb Plant for this fight? As confident as I've ever been. I know I'm going to win this fight. So, like I said up there, I don't need you guys to believe it. I don't need you guys to support me or root for me. I've been doing it my whole life without people doing that. So, when the bell rings, can't none of y'all get in there for me anyway. So, I don't need y'all to believe it. The only person who's got to believe it is me. What happened? Usually, you get a you get a stare down. Okay, yeah, say a few words, a little pushing at some point, and that's about it. Yeah. But yo, there was there was some swings on that one. You kind of got to cut there. Tell me what happened when you guys were talking with one another. Just normal back and forth. I'm going to beat you up. No, I'm going to beat you up. I'm going to beat you. No, I'm going to beat you. You know, motherfucker, no, motherfucker. But I guess he didn't like that. So he got one on me, but I got one on him. So, you know, his arm was bleeding. That's why he kept, because his arm and my glasses right here, pushed my glasses to my face. Just gave me like a uh, little cut right here. I don't even need stitches or uh, like no surgery or anything like that. It's just like a scratch, but I didn't want it up there trickling down, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So put a Band-Aid on. Were you concerned at all? I mean, when, when that first happened and, you know, I wasn't sure how severe it was, you feel what I'm saying? So, but then after we looked at it, it was just kind of a scratch, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So, but I don't want it trickling down up there. So we just put a Band-Aid on. How deep, how deep is the animosity? Uh, I'm motivated. Yeah. I'm motivated. You, you've been pretty outspoken and you, you look at social media, and even with you, your talk, you're like, hey, look, this guy's been busted for PEDs. It's not accusations. Right. He's been busted for PEDs. He had to serve six months. Yeah. His trainer, um, obviously, been with him the whole time. Oscar Valdez got popped. He can, and Navarez, too, or whatever his name is. Never. Exactly. You've been adamant about speaking that, and it's not a lot of people do that. Tell me tell me why you felt the need to, to be so vocal. Where there's not a lot of guys who would. Because there's no room for that in our sport. And, um, you know, it's like he was saying, I think Caleb Plant's insecure, but is testing positive for a banned substance? Is that insecure? Is taking banned substances, isn't that insecure? Because taking banned substances doesn't stem from confidence. That stems from fear. Fear of not making weight, fear of, you know, your conditioning being this or your power being this. It doesn't stem from what you think you can do. It stems from what you think you can't do, right? That's what banned substances stem you know, stem from. That's why you take them. And I'm a clean fighter. And I know that in my heart. And I've always been a clean fighter and I'll always be a clean fighter. I'm not a cheater. That's one thing my dad has instilled in me since I was a little kid. We do not cheat. And I'm not a cheater. And I feel like the more people should speak up on it. And I feel like I had a platform to do it, so I'm gonna speak up on it. And he got mad about it, but if it's not true, what's there to be mad about? And I always always ask guys about this. If you know that he's been busted, right? and he's used it in the past, why fight him? 
I mean, he's, this is supposed to be one of the best fighters in the world. Because I, I, I stood up and really wanted 12 week testing and we wound up getting 10 week testing. Now the first time we was about to fight, for some reason it kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. Couldn't get it done, could have get it done. And we're six and a half weeks away from a fight and neither one of us have been drug testing, being drug tested once. Now, if I was king of the hill, couldn't nobody fight me without drug testing for 12 weeks. But he, he, he ain't made the people about drug testing one time. Why not? If you're the king of the hill, people might try to come at you sideways. So why not be vocal about it? Why not get people to want to step up and, and do that? You got the power to do that. Whether we got a sign battle agreement or not, he could say, well, I don't care if we've figured out the details yet. You want to fight me? We got to start about it now. But he, he ain't made one people about it. Mm -hmm. But I have, because I know I'm a clean fighter. But 10 weeks, I'm gonna smack the shit out of him anyways. So we, we got the drug testing in place. I feel like for this fight, you know, everything's gonna be handled accordingly. And uh, I'm not here to pick up a check. I'm not here to just be quiet and hand my belt over and let him ride off into the sunset. This is not his Cinderella story. This is my Cinderella story. Yeah. Um, along those lines, you guys originally were supposed to fight, you know, obviously like September or whatever. And then all of a sudden the fight fell through. At that point, did, was he, were there any disappointment? Like, man, this is going to be my dream fight, and now it slipped away. Was, it, was there a thought that you wouldn't ever get to this point? It was disappointing, but, you know, that's been the story, you know, the case for my life in a lot of areas. You know, it don't always happen just how I want it to or right when I want it to happen to. That, that's a story for a lot of people, you know. It don't, it don't happen right when you want it or right when you think it's going to. You know, I can't control that. I knew that I did everything I was supposed to do. My, my end was signed weeks before that, you know, it was little things that he kept coming back and back and forth, forth with. And like I said, six, six and a half weeks to the fight and we still don't have even drug testing in place. So it's like, it worked out for the best. Yeah. It worked out for the best. Um, what would it mean to you? There, there are um, never been an undisputed champion at, at 168. And currently there are only basically been six undisputed champions in this current four belt era. What would it mean to you to be not only the first but be one of those guys. It would mean everything. It would mean everything. That's why I'm in the sport. I, I said to my, when I was up on stage, like, I promised myself when I was nine years old that I was going to ride this all the way to the top and that I wasn't, I wasn't settling for anything in between. And um, I'm here now and I've got my opportunity and now I got to go out there and make the most of it and that's what I'm going to do. And, and I certainly don't want to get too emotional about this, but man, what do you think Aaliyah would be saying right now? Looking at her dad, who you promised that you'd be a world champion. You accomplished that. <laughs> You're on the cusp of being the undisputed champion. We think she'd be saying to you. Thanks for being proud. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. I was reading a lot about this fight, and everyone keeps having this narrative. Caleb Plant has to be perfect in this fight. What do you say to that? No fight is perfect. No fight is perfect. What fighter goes 12 rounds without getting hit one time? Nobody. Floyd didn't. Wasn't a perfect fight when Floyd fought him. Everybody gets hit. Wasn't a perfect fight when Lara fought him. When Triple G beat him the first time. When they fought a second time, he didn't fight a perfect fight and it was still really close. Uh, Kofla wasn't fighting a perfect fight when he was doing good. No fight is perfect. I'm not worried about being perfect. Trust me, I'm gonna get my hand raised. That's what I'm, that's what I'm focused on. I'm not focused. No fight is perfect. How many fighters have even gone around without getting hit? Very few. That's just people on the outside. People who sit in the stands, that's what they're saying. Yeah. 
and, and along those lines, they were saying that this fight could mimic like Billy Joe Saunders. They're like, oh, Caleb Plant has movement like Billy Joe Saunders, but does he have enough to keep Canelo off of him? And that Canelo will wait and wait and wait until the second half of the fight and then try to, to take him out. Yeah, well, it don't matter what I tell you guys because y'all ain't going to believe me, so don't take my word for it. Tune in November 6th and find out for yourself because it <clears throat> clearly don't matter what I say. Stamina, if you watch some of his fights, stamina has been an issue for him, uh, especially in the second half of fights. Yeah. Um, you think that'll be the case too for this one? We'll see. You know, all this is just chit chat. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm going to knock him out in the eighth round. That's what he's saying. That's just chit chat. He's supposed to say that. So let the bell ring. Let's figure it out for sure. Yeah. You become undisputed champion. Do you defend the belts and stay at 168? I don't know. I don't know, and you know, I don't mean to cut you off, yeah. but I'm not focused on anything past November 6th. This is my life's work coming down to one moment. I don't care what happens after November 6th. I'm not concerned or thinking about any of that. I'm focused on the task at hand. Jamal Charlo, David Benavides, you know they're looking, they're watching this fight. They're looking. And, and they've all you know, given their two cents about it. Everybody has. Do, do you see them in your future at all? Again, those are fights for down the line, but right now I'm focused on the task at hand because, you know, you, you, I think you named a name, maybe two, who talked about everything that they're going to wind up doing, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and after this person, I'm going to beat him, and they can't even make weight, or they pop for banned substances too, you know, illegal drugs or whatever the situation may be. So, you know, maybe they should take a page out of my book and focus on the task at hand. What do you, what do you want people to know about Caleb Plant, not only the fighter, uh, but the person too? I want people to know that I'm a clean fighter, that I'm a hard worker, that I'm disciplined to my craft, that I don't cut any corners, and that I have given this sport everything I've got. And uh, what more can you ask from a fighter? Yeah. All right, you know you've done this before. You know, it's time for the last segment of this show. We call it the last stand. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Give me the first thing that comes to your mind. You ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. Don't catch me off guard. No. <laughs> <laughs> if you beat Canelo Alvarez, Who's got next? When I beat Canelo Alvarez, I'm not sure. Mm. Will you stop Canelo Alvarez? If Miguel Cotto's brother can make him do the chicken dance at 140 or 150, then, you know, ask Jose who's got to be if I got punching power. Which fight is more of a reality in the future for you? Charlo or Benavidez? Both of them. Mm. You can see you fight yourself fighting both of those cats there. Interesting. If you had to put a percentage on the number of guys at your level who are using PEDs, what would you say it is? You know, it'd be hard to put an exact percentage on them. And, you know, that's a, it's strong to make accusations like mm -hmm. that. So all I like to do is stick to the facts. And what I spoke on today was facts. And that's all I can speak on. Wilder or Fury? Who wins that fight? You know, I'm rooting for my hometown, not my hometown guy, but my fellow countryman, Deontay Wilder. I'd be lying if I wasn't, but um, I think it's going to be a great fight, and uh, I think it's going to be fireworks. You become the undisputed champion. What goals left for you? There's, there's much more I want to accomplish. You know, even when it, um, becoming a world champion, I said this so many times, it was a goal to become a world champion, but it wasn't the goal. You know, the goal was to be one of the greatest all time. And, um, you know, a big step towards that is becoming the first undisputed super middleweight, but that's just a step. And there's a lot more to accomplish after that and a lot more that I want to do. 
But um, as I said, I'm going to keep on saying I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm only focused on November 6th. We'll wrap it up with this. When you guys faced off and you looked in, in Canelo's eyes, what would you see? I think he knows I'm serious. You know, I can't, I'm not going to sit here and act like he's scared of me or fearful of me, but I think he knows that I'm not scared of him. Yeah. He knows that I'm not playing. It's going to be a hell of a fight. Best of luck, my man. That's it. That's what we do here on The Last Thing. We bring you the biggest names in sports and entertainment. And I tell you what, at 168, it gets no bigger than Caleb's Sweet Hands Plants. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you next week.